Welcome to the Tech Meme Ride Home for Monday, June 28th, 2021. I'm Brian McCullough. Today, the UK orders a halt to regulated activities by Binance, joining everybody all of a sudden. Qualcomm unveils the Snapdragon 888 Plus. Lenovo unveils an Android tablet that works as a portable monitor. And meet the activists perfecting the craft of anti-surveillance. Here's what you missed today in the world of tech. The hits keep on coming for crypto lately. The UK's Financial Conduct Authority has ordered crypto exchange Binance to stop all regulated activities in Britain by June 30th and has issued a consumer alert against the company, quoting the Financial Times. Binance Markets Limited is not permitted to undertake any regulated activity in the UK, the Financial Conduct Authority said, adding, quote, no other entity in the Binance Group holds any form of UK authorization, registration, or license to conduct regulated activity in the UK, end quote. Binance Markets Limited is not approved under the FCA's cryptocurrency registration regime, which is required for UK groups offering digital asset services. The entity had applied to become a registered cryptocurrency company with the regulator, but pulled that application last month, according to two people familiar with the situation. The watchdog confirmed the application had been dropped, quote, following intensive engagement from the FCA, end quote. The FCA's focus in deciding whether or not to approve such applications is based on a review of controls and practices to prevent money laundering and the financing of terrorism. Binance is one of the most important operators in the fast-emerging crypto market, offering a wide range of services to customers around the world, including trading in dozens of digital coins, futures, options, stock tokens, as well as savings accounts and lending. It recorded crypto trading volumes equivalent to $1.5 trillion last month, according to data from The Block Crypto, end quote. Actually, the hits keep coming for Binance in particular lately, quoting Axios. This past weekend alone, it ran into obstacles in Japan, the UK, and the Canadian province of Ontario. On Friday, the Japanese Financial Services Agency issued Binance its second warning in three years that the company isn't registered to operate in Japan. The same day, Binance decided to stop operating in Ontario, where authorities have issued notices to at least three other crypto exchanges over the past month, accusing them of failing to comply with regulations. Binance was already negotiating problems in other countries as well. In Germany, this past April, financial regulators warned Binance that it would incur fines for offering digital tokens that track publicly traded companies like Microsoft and Apple. Binance was selling these tokens without publishing an investor prospectus as required by law, a violation that could invite a penalty of 5 million euros or around $6 million. Binance is also being investigated by the U.S. Justice Department and U.S. tax authorities to determine if money launderers or tax evaders are able to use the exchange for their particular purposes. In 2019, 27.5% of all illicit Bitcoin Bitcoin that went from criminal entities to exchanges was received by Binance, according to a report by the research firm Chainalysis. No other exchange received more, end quote. Qualcomm has unveiled the Snapdragon 888 Plus, sporting a 3 gigahertz clock speed and a claimed 20% boost in AI capabilities, which should all be arriving in devices during Q3 of this year, quoting CNET. 
Device makers are working on more than 130 designs using the Snapdragon 888 and 888 Plus, Qualcomm said. The 888 Plus will be in devices starting in the third quarter. Along with the Snapdragon 888 Plus, Qualcomm unveiled its second-generation 5G RAN platform for small cells. The technology will expand MM Wave to more places indoors and outdoors as well as new locations around the globe. And it will also introduce new lower-band 5G capabilities with small cell densification in public and private networks. Qualcomm's new 5G DUX100 accelerator card will let operators and infrastructure vendors take advantage of high-performance, low-latency, and power-efficient 5G. When it comes to phones, Qualcomm said more than 35 operators and device makers across the globe have committed to supporting millimeter wave. The technology has super-fast speeds, but it's not as reliable as mid- and low-band versions of 5G. It can only travel short distances and is blocked by trees, windows, and other items. In the U.S., Verizon has been MM Wave's biggest proponent, while virtually all other carriers across the globe have favored slower but more reliable versions of 5G. Even in the U.S., MM Wave is only in dense parts of cities or in venues like sports arenas, but MM Wave's footprint should improve, Qualcomm said, end quote. Yeah, I feel like we keep hearing that. I mean, I still haven't been back in Manhattan in person yet, but I wonder if I've ever gotten 5G, especially MM Wave, on my phone yet. Maybe I'll have to actually go out and do one of those field tests and report back to you. Lenovo has unveiled the $679 Yoga Tab 13 Android tablet that does double duty as a portable monitor with a stainless steel kickstand and 1080p display. Interesting, quoting The Verge. The tablet can function as an external display for a laptop or a Nintendo Switch or any other HDMI device, thanks to its built-in micro-HDMI port. And with an attached stainless steel kickstand that can rotate 180 degrees from the back of the device, you can stand it up or hang it from a wall. The Tab 13 was announced alongside a slew of other Android tablets that Lenovo expects to launch later this summer, including a smaller Yoga Tab 11, a Tab P11 Plus with a 2000 by 1200 display, and the budget-oriented Tab M7 and Tab M8. This last will not be sold in the U.S., the Tab 13 is compatible with Lenovo's Precision Pen 2, meaning you could draw or take notes while it's propped up. It includes an 8-megapixel camera for smarter login per Lenovo, with background noise reduction for video calls. Lenovo claims you'll get up to 12 hours of battery life and that its 1080p screen can reach 400 nits of brightness. All of the new tablets support Google's new entertainment space, which allows users to access videos, books, and games from multiple different apps in a single hub, end quote. Grab bag of Apple rumors here from Mark Gurman. His sources say that Apple is considering iPads with displays larger than 12.9 inches and has promoted new execs to the leadership team of its car project. So again, smoke from Apple's car project continues to be cited, quoting Bloomberg. I'm told that Apple has engineers and designers exploring larger iPads that could hit stores a couple years down the road at the earliest. They're unlikely for next year, with Apple's attention on a redesigned iPad Pro in the current sizes for 2022, and it's possible they will never come at all, but a big iPad would be the perfect device for many people, including me, and would continue to blur the lines between tablet and laptop. 
As for the Apple car, since the project started to take shape around 2014, Apple's self-driving team has seen several leadership changes. But in 2018, it gained some management stability with the hire of Doug Field, a vice president who now runs the effort after steering Tesla's development of the Model 3. This year, however, the car team underwent some more change. At least three top members of the group departed this year, Benjamin Lyon, Jamie Waidu, and Dave Scott, who worked on engineering safety systems and robotics, respectively. More recently, Apple hired Ulrich Krantz as a top lieutenant to field. Krantz is an auto industry veteran who helped oversee the development of BMW's i3 electric car and i8 hybrid and held leading roles at self-driving startups Canoe and Faraday Future. Krantz's resume isn't exactly a slam dunk in the car world, with the BMWs being panned by some design critics and both of his startups mostly failing, but his experience reaffirms Apple's ultimate ambitions, end quote. Let's be real for a minute. Most guys would wear a t-shirt every day of their lives if they could. The problem is that most t-shirts are not acceptable to wear at work or out on a hot date night. But today's sponsor, Cuts, has finally changed that. Cuts t-shirts are such high-quality, wrinkle-free, and so buttery soft that you can look like you're dressing up even when you're dressing down. Yeah, you heard that. Wrinkle-free. You never have to substitute comfort for fashion ever again. If you see me in a t-shirt, it's likely one from Cuts. I'm also a huge fan of their AO5 pocket pants, the right sort of step up from jeans without going all the way into dress pants, like literally my ideal Venn diagram of professional looking but comfortable feeling. When you touch something from Cuts, you can immediately feel the quality. Their proprietary fabric blends are ridiculously soft and breathable, they don't wrinkle, and they look way more expensive than they actually are. For a limited time, our listeners get 20% off your entire order when you use code RIDE at checkout. That's 20% off your order at CutsClothing.com with promo code RIDE. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Experience the perfect blend of style and comfort with Cuts Clothing. CutsClothing.com, promo code RIDE for 20% off. We all know there are things in life that you have to compromise on, but when it comes to your health, there is no compromise. So don't go back to that one doctor who uses your appointment to catch up on the latest headlines, their family group chat, their crossword puzzles, just because they're available right now or they take your slightly sketchy insurance. Instead, check out ZocDoc, the place where you can find and book doctors who will make you feel comfortable, listen to you, and prioritize your health. And you can search by location, availability, and insurance. So literally no compromises here, because with ZocDoc, you've got more options than you know. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. Once you find the doc you want, you can book them immediately. No more waiting awkwardly on hold with a receptionist. And these docs all have verified reviews from actual real patients. We're talking about booking appointments with tens of thousands of top-rated patient-reviewed credible doctors and specialists. I have personally used ZocDoc to find a podiatrist when I needed one for the first time ever in my life. Go to ZocDoc.com TechMeme and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash tech meme zocdoc dot com slash tech meme one two three four those are numbers but you already knew that if you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car use kelly blue book my wallet on auto trader they're really good at numbers auto trader microsoft has had to come out and say that it signed a malicious driver 
called NetFilter, which was targeting gaming environments. The rootkit malware was also observed communicating with Chinese IPs, coding bleeping computer. This incident has once again exposed threats to software supply chain security, except this time it stemmed from a weakness in Microsoft's code signing process. Microsoft is actively investigating this incident, though thus far there is no evidence that stolen code signing certificates were used. The mishap seems to have resulted from the threat actor following Microsoft's process to submit the malicious NetFilter drivers and managing to acquire the Microsoft signed binary in a legitimate manner. Quote, Microsoft is investigating a malicious actor distributing malicious drivers within gaming environments. The actor submitted drivers for certification through the Windows hardware compatibility program. The drivers were built by a third party. We have suspended the account and reviewed their submissions for additional signs of malware, said Microsoft yesterday. And further, according According to Microsoft, the threat actor has mainly targeted the gaming sector, specifically in China, with these malicious drivers, and there is no indication of enterprise environments having been affected so far. Microsoft has refrained from attributing this incident to nation-state actors just yet." End quote. By the way, one more important update on the Windows 11 front. Remember, we didn't hear definitive word on when Windows 11 would be released, but sources are telling Tom Warren at The Verge that Microsoft is planning to release Windows 11 in October. Microsoft employees have hinted at specifically October 20th, at least in marketing images. Quote, Officially, Microsoft has only said Windows 11 is arriving this holiday, and the company hasn't committed to a date or even a month. Sources familiar with Microsoft's plans tell The Verge that the company is aiming to release Windows 11 in October, ready for new devices from OEMs. Microsoft's hints seem to focus on October 20th as a possible launch date for Windows 11. Most of Microsoft's press images for Windows 11 include the October 20th date in the taskbar alongside the time set to 11.11 a.m. Another marketing image also includes an October 6th date, so all eyes are certainly on October over at Microsoft. Alongside Microsoft's own hints, Walmart is also promising a free upgrade to Windows October 2021 when available on several laptops it's currently selling. Microsoft has promised to deliver Windows 11 as a, quote, free upgrade for eligible Windows 10 PCs and on new PCs beginning this holiday, so Walmart is already promoting a likely October date, end quote. Finally today, we heard a lot about this last year but the Financial Times looks at the evolving state of anti-surveillance technology being ginned up by activists around the world. Quote, In the eight years since the Edward Snowden leaks revealed the breadth of mass surveillance, public anxiety about privacy from the prying eyes of authorities has steadily grown. The quasi-militarized and highly technological police response to various mass protest movements of the past decade, from Occupy Wall Street to Black Lives Matter, has only fueled concern among activists and civil society groups. Meanwhile, surveillance as a market has exploded. Analysts at the business research company estimate that surveillance tech will grow globally from $83 billion in sales in 2020 to $146 billion in sales by 2025. Crypto parties are just the start. Fired up by what they see as unchecked state power, activists have started packing their toolkits with fringe technologies of their own. At some point, the surveilled started fighting technology with technology. Take the apps Telegram and Threema, which offer ephemeral messaging that erases records of conversations after they've taken place. Once favored by drug dealers and organized crime, they've both become more mainstream. So 
some protesters have adopted another new tactic called steganography, hiding secret messages inside non-secret messages. Typically, this involves using a tool to embed your secret message into a seemingly innocuous file such as an image, video, or audio clip. Steganography replaces, quote, the unused or useless data of a regular computer file with an invisible message according to the InfoSec Resources website. The receiver then uses that same software or a specific command to decode and reveal the hidden information. You can see who's talking to who, but you have no idea that it's relevant, says a security expert. It's hidden in plain sight, end quote. Another tool being developed by activists is Mesh Networks. In June 2019, the founder of Telegram claimed that China was behind a cyber attack that hindered its app for several hours during the Hong Kong protests. This prompted activists to explore ways to create interconnected groups of devices that can communicate with one another without going through a centralized node, such as a cell tower or Wi-Fi hub which a government can tap into. During Occupy Wall Street, there was a lot of ideas around mesh networks and off-grid, offline communication, both to help when they shut down the internet and also to hide yourself, says Nathan Freitas, a developer and director of The Guardian Project, which creates secure apps and open-source software libraries for privacy-conscious activists. There was a dream that we would be like a flock of birds in the street, chirping at each other, and you could have the equivalent of a Twitter happening without needing cell phone towers, end quote. Then, William Gibson called it the ugliest t-shirt in the world, a garment so grotesque that it confounds surveillance cameras and renders its wearer invisible. Gibson's Zero History was a work of science fiction, but academics and activists are also trying to make something like it a reality. Attempts to inject optical hacks into makeup and clothing dubbed stealthware or adversarial fashion show anti-surveillance kit that may become physical as well as digital. One of the pioneers of design-based defense is... Adam Harvey, an American mechanical engineer turned activist who lives now in Berlin. In 2010, Harvey launched a project known as CV Dazzle, exploring ways camouflage could be wielded to disrupt computer vision or how software interprets and analyzes the information contained in images or video. Facial recognition algorithms work by scanning for detectable geometries, the distance from forehead to chin or eye to eye, and matching them to an existing data set. Harvey's human models sport cubist splodges of face paint and jagged asymmetric haircuts, so the algorithms lose all sense of where their features are. He dubs it the anti-face. There are still technological limitations, though. Harvey, Hart, and Bertash all acknowledge that their makeup or outfits were initially designed to upset one specific algorithm and that newer ones are always developing. What's more, biometric detection systems can already adapt to recognize subjects with modifications such as makeup if enough photos of the same subject are fed into an algorithm's training data. Then there's the kind of irony unique to dystopian fiction. You make yourself hyper-visible with this gear, says Harvey. Until that point that everyone has painted their face in the crowd, then actually it could still be putting you at more risk, end quote. Still, the fact that hobbyists can even temporarily thwart costly machine learning systems raises serious questions about how dependable those systems, upon which the outcome of court cases may depend, really are, end quote. What a lovely weekend of football we had, and of course, two great games today, starting right about as soon as I finish recording this. But tomorrow is the big one, England v. Germany, the entire reason I'm a football fan. 
is because in 1996, the summer after my senior year of high school, I spent a couple weeks in London, right when Euro 96 was happening in London. I got to see soccer riots in Trafalgar Square, I got to watch game after game in pubs, got to see England beat the Netherlands, beat Scotland, beat Spain, then inevitably England went out on penalties against Germany because of course they did. But by then it was too late. That final match, watching people literally live and die with the game was one of my greatest ever sporting experiences. I was hooked. I became an Arsenal fan because half the team were Arsenal players in those days, especially in defense. And it has become my one consuming sporting passion since then to see England actually win a major tournament. So here we are. I'm a friggin' England fan of all things. Will I ever see them win a tournament in my lifetime? Who knows? But by the way, the other greatest sporting event in my life was when the Cincinnati Reds improbably won the World Series in 1990. So take it from me, miracles can happen. Anyway, that game is tomorrow, so get hype. Talk to you then.